You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephanie O'Day. What if I told you that you could truly have the life of your dreams, the life you've always wanted, one filled with abundance, joy, and a sense of purpose? It's absolutely possible, and I see it each and every day with my coaching clients. It all starts with learning how to slow down. You deserve to live the life you've always dreamt about. Let's get started. Hi there, Slow Down Society, and Steph here, and we are on episode number 80. And today, we're going to talk about how not to reinvent the wheel. Because I don't think life needs to be as complicated as sometimes we make it out to be. And so my suggestion to you is to try where you can to kind of model the examples of others and look for people who have been there, done that, and learn from them. Follow their lead and sort of use their ideas and their methodologies and their practices and then tweak them and modify them and have them work for you in your own life. And that's what today's episode is going to be all about. And I am so happy you are here. So, A few nuts and bolts as we embark into episode 80. So first off, I want to thank you for being here. I have been continuing to enjoy reaching out to you this way each and every week. And we had this series of episodes where people came to me and wrote to me and shared their slowdown version, their slowdown story through the Slow Living newsletter and the in the podcast and then I interviewed them and not all of them went well <laughs> and I just want to apologize so sometimes the audio quality isn't the best and I know that I have gotten feedback and I apologize I am a, a real person. I'm recording this in my own home office. I do not have a fancy studio or high quality, huge equipment. This is a microphone that is purchased off of Amazon and plugged into an older laptop, an older MacBook that we no longer were using. And so I'm letting you know that because one, I'm a real person. And, and two, just so you know, that the best way that I can reach as many people as possible and kind of share the slow living lifestyle and thought process is by you. You sharing the word and letting your friends know and your neighbors and anyone you think that this might be helpful to. Drop them a link. Let them know that we are here and we believe that you can live your own version of your dream life when you are slow, steady, thoughtful, and sustainable. One of the best ways you can help me is by taking the time to leave a good review in Apple Reviews. So Apple iTunes, the, the more people see a whole bunch of reviews, the more that they will click on and and like and subscribe and download. And that really helps me because it kind of goofs around with the algorithms and then Apple then will show it in offerings to know more people 
who are interested in living kind of a mindful life, a thoughtful life, a peaceful life, and, and kind of turning out hustle culture and the, and the go, go, go. And, and that's what this is all about. So the more reviews I get, really the better. So I've been at this now, so we're on episode number 80, so a bit more than a year. And I'm thrilled in that we are in the top 2% of all podcasts, which is amazing because there are millions and millions and millions of them. So the fact that you are here and you are enjoying it really just helps get the word out. So thank you so, so much. And my hope is, is that by next year at this time, we'll be in the top 1% um, because that would just really make me thrilled that there's more of us and more like-minded people out there. And I just, I think the world would be a better place if we all slowed down, took a deep breath, hugged on our kids, enjoyed our lives, and did the best we can to move forward in a thoughtful, steady, slow, and sustainable way. So thank you. Thank you for the bottom of my heart. Um, if you leave me a review, let me know. Um, I'm happy to send you um, any sort of digital PDF or a workbook or a worksheet or um, an ebook from the store, anything you've had your eye on. That's fine. Let me know. And, and just to kind of get the ball rolling today, I'm going to read the, the most recent comments, the two most recent comments. And so if you hear your name, email me, let me know that that is you and I will send you a digital resource. So this is from ZBX from Ireland. Just listen to Stephanie's podcast, episode number 35 for the first time. It was a good interview with one of her coaching clients, had good insight into how she goes about the process. I will listen to more now. So thank you, ZBX from Ireland. Email me, Steph at StephanieOday.com, and let me know. That is you, and I will send you a digital resource. That is fantastic. And then one more, and then we'll move on to today's topic. So ShareBear1122. Add it to your library. I really enjoy Stephanie's podcast, and I look forward to new episodes weekly. Her calm demeanor and practical life tips add peace to my hectic work and parenting day. I've recommended her podcast to many friends, and I rarely do that unless it's helpful and worthwhile. Thank you, Stephanie, for your nuggets of wisdom and friendly, approachable style on living a calmer, more deliberate life. Well, thank you, ShareBear1122. So go email me, let me know that is you, and I will send you whatever digital resource you've had your eyeballs on. I'm happy to help in any way, and I greatly, greatly appreciate you. Okay. Okay, on to not reinventing the wheel. So this does come up pretty darn often, Um and a lot of times it's interesting how it comes up in different ways. So in the Simple Shortcuts to Peace course, we go through obviously the, the peace pyramid and the components. And so sometimes this comes up when it is about finances and sometimes it comes up when it comes to kind of health resources. And so I'll, I'll use somebody as an example who wrote to me who, um, is suffering from rheumatoid arthritis. So she's got sore joints and is uncomfortable. And she was asking 
if I've coached anyone before with rheumatoid arthritis and what is the best um, kind of eating plan and, and just kind of life exercise plan, movement plan. And so it was really interesting. So I, I said, you know, let's just hop on the call here. <laughs> so uh, she gave me her cell number and we chatted. And by the end, she was just sort of laughing because my suggestions were so basic in that, well, have you Googled an eating plan for someone with rheumatoid arthritis in her mid-30s who has children? And, and she said, no. <laughs> and, and then an, another very simple thing of um, basic stretches for rheumatoid arthritis, young 30s. So, so, so things like that. And it's sometimes the easiest, the easiest no-brainer approach, we make it more difficult. And, and we think what sounds too good to be true or sounds too easy to work, we completely and totally dismiss it. And that's not necessarily your fault. It's, it's sort of society's fault of, of kind of ingraining in this that the, the answers are, are somewhere locked in this uh, vault and, and we need to figure out the master key in order to get in. And, and there, there really isn't. Um, I, I'm happy to coach you. I'm, I'm happy to help you find your own answers. But really, when you take the time to slow down and really think and get into kind of a meditative just place or start to journal and then just quietly kind of close your eyes and ask, what is the next best step I should take? And then just be quiet and listen. And then whatever that kind of answer is, so you can decide it's your subconscious filling in the brain, you're in the blanks, you can decide it's the voice of God, you can decide it's nudges from the universe, but whatever comes to you, if that feels good and it really does feel like the next logical step to take, take the step. D do it. Do it. So in her, her situation, it, it was limiting sugar, limiting processed food, stretching on a daily basis. And then we found a nice stretching routine and she decided to commit to 15 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. And since then we've, we've been in touch and she is, has decided that she's going to um, go through the Simple Shortcuts to Peace program and, and do a month's work of, of coaching, mostly for accountability. And, and that is what having kind of a, a coach and a mentor really is helpful for is the accountability and the nudge like, well, do you remember last week when <laughs> you had this great idea and you said you were going to do this every day? Um, what's going on here? Uh, how's that, how come that's not happening anymore? So, so that's really what we ended up doing, which is, um, which is just fun. And, and it's exciting because real life happens and, and we get sidetracked and, and stuff happens. But when you have a, a solid foundation and a plan in place, you end up sort of being that, that kind of steady rock where stuff is thrown at you and, and you're not budging. You're not moving. Um, I'd listened to a child psychologist um, early in the week 
and and we were talking about um uh they were they were talking about like branches and 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 trees and things like that and where we live in the San Francisco Bay Area we've had a lot of storms lately and a lot of winds and things like that and and trees that looked like they were strong were completely blown over so in in our case it was eucalyptus trees and it was because the roots of the eucalyptus trees are very very shallow and so they're going wide but they're not going deep whereas we also have oak trees which are are similar in in size and age yet the roots go super deep and so they're just solid as a rock with whatever is thrown their way and so when we're raising children, sometimes the metaphor is of is used of fire, of um, and and you want your child to be built. And, and this sounds so silly because I'm not trying to build a child <laughs> here, but hopefully you can use this metaphor in, in your own life. But if if you look at your child as this kind of ball of fire, you don't want a candle where a gentle breeze is going to blow out the flame. You want kind of a campfire where actually a gentle breeze makes them stronger and more resilient and, and builds them up. And, and that is just really something to pay attention to. So as you're going through life, you become resilient and stronger by looking to others and just kind of paying attention and realizing that when a new obstacle comes your way, you don't have to burn the whole place down. I'm back to a fire metaphor. But you don't have to burn it all down and start over again. You don't have to constantly reinvent that wheel. You can look to past things and, and even past experiences and situations that you have personally experienced. Oh, I've done this before. I've had this kind of stress before. I've had an overflowed toilet before. I've had a flat tire before. It's fine. These are the steps to take. It's not a big deal. It's not going to completely derail all of the progress that I've made in all of these different walks of life because this obstacle has come up. And, and, and so I just want you to really... Think about that because you're avoiding an unnecessary waste of time, an unnecessary waste of energy, and many times an unnecessary waste of resources. And so really think about that too when you think about resources. And a lot of people come to me and they're trying to organize. And what is the first thing that any any website will get you to do any home decor magazine, Pinterest, Instagram, when it comes to an organizing project, is they send you out to buy a whole bunch of bins or a whole bunch of colored hangers or a huge organization system for the garage. No. Slow down. Go back to step one of living a slow life. And step one is to declutter, get rid of, purge, remove, organize, and then maintain. But you don't need to go out and buy anything fancy. Go back to the basics. I apologize. Sheldon is here getting all weird. And 
and and just really decide on purpose that you do have the answers and you don't need to to just kind of decide and just decide that you do have the answers and you don't need to constantly be searching and seeking for different things because chances are you have people in your life, you have systems in your life, you have books already on your shelf that can help you solve whatever problem you're currently facing. So I used this uh, kind of myself and I wanted to just sort of share an example from my own life when it came from building my online business and, and also actually from writing the different books that I've written. I Googled in the beginning how to start a website from scratch with no money down. And, and that's literally how I started my Year of Slow Cooking website. I knew other people had done what I wanted to do. And I figured chances are they couldn't all <laughs> be a whole bunch smarter than me. I, I figured if somebody else could do it, I could figure out how to do it too. And, and so, yes, you do have to have some self-esteem and a tiny bit of an ego in order to decide on purpose that you can figure something out. But my hope is just by listening to this, you are already leaps and bounds ahead of so many people in the general population. And uh, online, they call them sheeple. So people who just follow the herd and, and are like sheep, and they just kind of move from one direction to the rest. I always think that we're a bit more of outliers, and, and we are not the sheeple in the room. And, and I knew I had no capital. I had no money. I had no one I could hire. I was a stay-at-home mom in my fuzzy slippers, and I needed to find a legitimate way to work from home and make money. And I liked the idea of a tightly focused recipe site because it already was giving Google what Google wanted. And I liked my crockpot. That was really what I personally was Googling. And so I thought, well, if I'm Googling this on a pretty regular basis, chances are other people too. And so that's how that site came about. And I didn't put anything down. The original URL was a for free blogger site and it was crockpot365.blogspot.com. But nobody did it for me. I did it myself. So that's one part. But the part of not reinventing the wheel was I just did what other people were doing. I just happened to do it with a crockpot. And I happened to do it in a gluten-free way. And that was all I did different. I, it, 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 it sounds sometimes, again, too easy to work or too easy to be true. But if you use somebody else's ideas and then just model your own iteration of it, you end up having success. Uh, a woman came to me, and I actually talked about this last week in the Shortcuts to Peace coaching call. We did um, the finance module, and um, I shared 
that I had gotten annoyed with a realtor and we were walking through an open house and um, the realtor saw my children. This was a few years ago. The realtor saw my children and so we were walking through and the realtor sort of pounced on me and said, you better snatch it up fast, mom, because these guys, and then she had pointed to my children, will never be able to afford to live in this area. And it bothered me so much that I turned and I said, what are you talking about? You have no idea what my children are capable of. Don't decide for them that they won't be able to afford to live in this neighborhood. You have no idea what their future potential earnings will be. And so then I kind of walked away and then Adam, I think, whispered to me that I should have reined it in. And I probably should have reined it in. But when it came to buying our first house, we had $40,000 of credit card debt and we needed to, to buy a house. And I had suddenly and sort of spontaneously quit working because my then 22-month-old was vomiting sporadically. Um, we found out she had celiac, which is a gluten intolerance, and she's totally fine now. But at the time, we didn't know that. And so we knew we were, quote-unquote, throwing money down the drain when it came to renting. And so I started Googling and I started looking around and I started calling realtors and saying, I, this is my husband's income. This is our savings. Yet we happen to be this much in debt. Um, what can we do? So then we got a, a low interest loan and we consolidated debt and we figured out what we needed to save in order to do a deposit. And then I had data. Then I had answers. Then I had something to work towards. And so we worked towards it and figured it out. A another example that I did bring up in that coaching call with the Simple Shortcuts to Peace in the finance module is we were talking about I had um, I'd worked with a teacher and she had said that they'd never be able to own a house in this area on a teacher's salary. And I said, well, do you have a realtor? And she said, no. And I said, have you looked into the low interest loans that they offer um, for teachers in our state? And she said, no. And I said, so, so that's the thing, is you are deciding that this can't ever happen, yet if you look around or ask for help and see, well, are there other teachers who own houses in our area? How did they do it? So don't think you always have to do everything on your own. Someone somewhere has done the thing and it's okay to learn from them. It's also okay to learn from mistakes. So um, I'll use marriage and relationships as an example. If you see someone with a great marriage and you want yours to be a teeny tiny bit better, ask Ask for advice. So what do you guys do? How come you've been married for so long? My parents just had their 50th anniversary party and it was so much fun going around the room and listening to these uh, couples, all who have been married for a super long time, give kind of random advice. Learn. Seek. Also, if you see a couple that's bickering all of the time, take mental note and decide, okay, well, I'm certainly not going to be that way. So you are not alone. And that is pretty much the moral <laughs> for this podcast episode. As always, 
I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, reach out to me. Let me know where are you making your life harder than it needs to be? And where have you just sort of figured it out and you've realized, huh, I already do have systems in place and they're working for me. Let me know because chances are they will absolutely help other people. As always, I think you are wonderful and thank you for being here and I will see you next week. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.